0: Today, turn in your Bible, please, to Mark, the twelfth chapter. Mark, the twelfth chapter. Mark, the twelfth chapter. And we're going to read together Mark, the twelfth chapter, verses 13 through 17. And in this particular account, uh, it's the Pharisees who come to Jesus. The Pharisees and the Herodians come to Jesus with a little question. And that question is, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? And we're going to look at these, and the message title is, Be For Real, Whose Image Are You? Be For Real, Whose Image Are You? You should be now at Mark, the 12th chapter verses 13 through 17 if you happen to have the new King James version only because that's the one we have most of us I'm going to ask you to read it out loud with us if you have another translation just follow along in (coughs) yours All right, let's begin to read then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words when they had come they said to him teacher We know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius, that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And, that they awesome? and they marveled at him. Isn't that awesome? Now think about this. These religious leaders showed up. The Sadducees had just played their card. And Jesus addressed them. So now, here comes the Pharisees and the Herodians showing up. And look what it says. They sent to him some of the Pharisees and Herodians to do what? To catch him in his words. They were trying to trap Jesus in what he would say. Isn't that something? And Jesus obviously peaked their card. He already knew that they were coming to try to catch him. But they show up and say to him, Teacher, We know that you are true and care about no one. For you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Talking about buttering him up. You understand what I'm saying? They said, teacher, we know that you're true. Now, if they knew that he was true, they wouldn't be trying to trap him. If they really knew it. So what are they doing? They are mouthing some stuff. And if Jesus only limited his response to what they were saying, he could be entrapped. But he already knew their heart. Are you getting the picture? Mm -hmm. And then they say, oh, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? And then it says, but he, Jesus, knowing their hypocrisy. Knowing their hypocrisy. So today, when we look at that title, be for real. You're going to see how that plays in. In other words, today, We're asking us to be for real. Not coming hypocritically. Mm -hmm. Not coming with hypocrisy. Not giving God some flowery words when your heart is someplace else. You know, I I think about that that saying. I think we shared it last week. Uh, Sometimes in in the churches when the service begins and they say, um, God is in his holy temple. Let all Mm -hmm. the earth keep silent before him. And that kind of thing, and it's a lot of flowery words. Because a lot of times the folks who are in there could care less. Mm-hmm. They want to get this service over. I got an appointment. I got to get to, and I'm just going to do this because it's a time to, you know, this is my calendar time to show up in this place. So that's why I'm here, and I'm looking at everybody around me, and you know, see what she got on, what he got on, yeah, don't they look good today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all for sure. Has anybody ever been there? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? But today, let's be for real. Now, they ask him, is it all right? Should we be paying taxes or not? And Jesus responds to them and says, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. In other words, bring me a coin. Bring me a coin or the realm. uh, uh, Let me see it. So they brought it to him. Jesus asked a simple question. Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus responded, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And to God, the things that are God's. Well, today we're asking the question, whose image are you? <clears throat> whose image are you? Because the message is, if your image is that of Caesar's, rendered to Caesar, what belongs to him. But if your image is God's, render to God that which belongs to him. You get it? Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, down at verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Let's read it together, please. And I know everybody's turned to the back of the Bible, right? No? <laughs> no, no, no? All right, good, You got to that first book in the Bible, right? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Let's read it together, please. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, First out from the gate, the Word of God says that man was created mm-hmm. in the image of God. Right. So if you're a human being, you've been created mm-hmm. in the image of God. So when you start talking about an image, let me give you a definition. Image means a representation Or likeness of a real or imaginary person. Well, we know God is real, which means if we're created in his image, we are a representation or likeness of God. It means to make a visible representation, to mirror or reflect. So in other words, when God formed man from the chemical elements of the earth and breathed into him the breath of life, at that moment, man became a reflection of God. Isn't that awesome? You'll get it in a minute. So when you look in the mirror. You see the house. You see the house. But inside of you. You are a reflection. Of God. But not only that. We said earlier. There's not another person. Just like you, Mm -hmm. you are an original design, one of a kind, get a picture please, of this, what is it called, Um, the mural, but it's called a collage, and you know a collage has a whole lot of different pieces, right? Mm -hmm if you could imagine all mankind is a collage of God. So your peace is in the collage. That's why nobody can take your place. You get the picture. You are an image of God but let's look on because you may say but hey look I I don't know if if I can really live up to being in the image of God because of my stuff that's happened in my life what I've done and all of that well Look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. When you think you come up short when it says that you're created in the image of God, God had a master plan. And his master plan was to bring salvation to mankind. (laughs) Romans chapter 8 verse 29 so somebody would say you know I don't feel like I qualify well Romans chapter 8 and verse 29 says let's read it for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn of Among many brethren. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Then God has already predetermined. That you would be conformed. Into the image of his son. That's an awesome thing. So if we missed it. Mankind missed it. Blew it. Etc., and so we may feel that we don't qualify to be an image of God, but God says, I've put in place the wherewithal that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, I've already predetermined that you will be conformed into the image. Of my dear son. Isn't that awesome? So you may say, well, okay, but what does all of that have to do with who I am? Look over at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and verse four. 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter and verse 4 and I'm going to go over there because I want us to read probably verses 3 and 4 of 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter so give me a minute let me get there with you 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 wow and let's pick up Let's pick up verse 3, and let's read verses 3 and 4. Let's read it together. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, Should shine on them. So it tells us that Christ is the image of God. Put that together with what we just read in Romans 8 9, and it says God has already predetermined or predestined that we will be conformed into the image of His Son, to the image of Christ. Well, Christ is the image of God. So you come right back to the original God-created man in his image and in his likeness. So even when Adam blew it, God had the master plan of bringing salvation. But in the midst of bringing salvation, God was also bringing us back to his original design. So we're being conformed unto the image of Christ, and Christ is the image of God. Are you getting it? Mm -hmm. And then, what did he tell those Pharisees and Herodians? That which belongs to Caesar, render to Caesar. That which belongs to God, render to God. You are the image of God. So render yourself to God. Wow. Did you get it? And what does render mean? Give yourself. Submit yourself. Give up. Wow. That's all God is asking us to do. Give ourselves to Him. Because we are His image. And His inscription. Turn with me to Psalm 119. Actually, Psalm one sixteen. Turn to Psalm one sixteen. Psalm one sixteen, and the psalmist makes a, a, a just a, a tremendous statement, and he says, "Well, let's get there." Psalm one one sixteen, verse twelve. Are you there? Let's read it. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Wow. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And God is saying, give me you. Give me you. And that inscription being inscribed, Isaiah 49, 16. Isaiah the 49th chapter and verse 16. Turn there, please. Isaiah 49 chapter verse 16. You're in Psalms, so just go on to the next book, chapter one. Chapter 49, verse 16. Amen. And it simply says. Yeah, you, Isaiah, yeah, chapter, chapter nine, 49, verse 16. <laughs> Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 16. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I said the next book. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, several books You're over right? here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just left out Proverbs, <laughs> so, Ecclesiastes, yeah. all that. Right, I just said, come <laughs> on, let's <laughs> get to Isaiah. So, <laughs> All right. But Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16. Let's read it together. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. God is saying you're inscribed in the palm of my hand. Even more than that, you're inscribed in his heart. You know that I would dare say, I have not had this experience, but ladies you can perhaps confirm it one way or the other. When you have been pregnant with that child since conception, <clears throat> carrying them for those nine months or whatever period of term it was did they not leave an impression in you? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? You know that they're yours. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. And there's something about that that no matter how long you keep going, when you think about it, (coughs) you shared, or they shared with you, Your heartbeat. You understand what I'm saying? You carry them in you for that period of time. That's a tremendous thing. That's, we can't say that. You know, we ain't necessarily carrying them without them. But what do we say? God carried you before In your mother's womb. You are impressed. In him. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's inscribed you. In him. My goodness. What do I render to him. For all his benefits. Toward me. God. I just give you me. That's really all I have to mm-hmm. give him. Mm-hmm. And God says, that's really all I want. Mm-hmm. I want a man, a woman, after my own heart. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Amen. Who will do all my will. Isn't that something? Yes. So whose image are you? You've been created in the image of God. You missed it. But God has already predetermined that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, then He will conform you. Notice it says, He'll conform you into the image of Of Christ. And Christ. Is the image. Of the invisible God. Wow. So even. When you think nothing's happening. God is working. On the inside. Conforming you. Into the image. Of his dear son. Isn't that tremendous? Yes. Wow. So the word that you partake of, this word of God, it Mm -hmm. contains what's needed to enable you to be conformed into the image of His dear Son. So you can render yourself to Him. You can render yourself to him. Wow. Isn't that tremendous? Be for real. Whose image are you?